Welcome, everyone. You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio, and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment-related. I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and joining me in today's quad is Azure Mahara. Hello. Lynn Molitor. Good day, everyone. And special guests, our very own Director of Sales, Liz Dotson. Thanks for having me. Welcome, everyone. And I'm actually really excited to talk about today's topics because they're all concepts that we can all relate to, whether we are an hourly worker or management. And the first topic is about work ethic. Liz, why is this topic so important to you? Well, in my experience with interviews, and we do, we're involved with interviews quite a bit, one of the things that I always notice, and even in giving reviews as a manager, is we talk a lot about work ethic and wanting hard workers and the employers that we work with today, that's what they want. And so one of the things that I thought was a bit interesting is the way people use the word work ethic and hardworking because everybody's kind of got their own definition of it. So I thought it'd be worth a little discussion to find out what everyone thinks as far as um, their own definition of work ethic and being hardworking. Yeah, I think I thought it was a great topic. And one thing that I look for in people with a hard work ethic, and it's something that I've learned from my my uh, parents and, and 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 my husband, is putting in the time you need to do and doing it well. I think you can get a task done, and maybe you set an hour to do it, but it might take you two hours to do it really well. And that's to me what good work a good work ethic is done. You will put in the time to do it, but do it well. Because you can work with a lot of people who are like, oh, let me just get it done and go through the motions of it. But if they're not um, engaged in it, you can sense that and then you know, other things start happening. And and that's just sort of been my experience. So doing a job well and being proud of it is definitely something that I connect with work ethic. Yeah, I completely agree. If you're going to do something, you know, do it with a whole heart and and do a great job the first time around. Um, Even if you have edits, of course, later or anything like that. But why do something if you're just going to kind of go at it and just get it done for the sake of getting it done. And it's not really going to be a great product in the end. Um, It's like if you were going to clean your house, would you clean your house and just (laughs) sweep everything under the rug and hide everything in the closet, you know, or would you just clean it? Because eventually you're going to have to go under that rug or in that closet. So, I mean... My only analogy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I was thinking about it, I kind of thought, yeah, how much is work a priority for you? And, you know, we've talked in the past about how we spend a lot of hours at work and that whole work-life balance, which Mm -hmm. is always a challenge. But, um, you know, to Jacqueline's point, it's, you know, is it a priority? And do you want to, how well do you want to get the job done? Right. Do you just want to skate by or do you really want to put your name on it and be proud of it? And those are the types of things that you want to be referencing in the interview or even as a manager giving reviews, citing those specific examples, showing how you've demonstrated work ethic, because it is such a blanket statement or very general where it isn't always supported. And so the more support and examples you can provide and what it means to you will help you be able to better connect with the um, people that are either doing the interviewing um, or reviewing your resume or um, in the review, being able to help connect what that definition is. Mm -hmm. 
So when you have someone that maybe needs to tighten up their work ethic, Liz, as director of sales, I know you deal with a lot of um, high caliber salespeople. It's a fast paced department. And then, you know, there's some people that might be slow for pickup. What do you sort of do to help them work on that? Well, work ethic is one of those things that can't really be taught (laughs) (laughs) or trained. Um, You know, and that's where I, I say that people have their own definition of what it means to be a hard worker, and that's where having supporting um, examples or additional questions helps there because, you know, somebody with a work ethic that is strong, they may be physically, you know, very able to do the job or have the skills, but they might not have that time commitment or that accountability to get the job done. Um, You know, things... uh, such as just additional efforts, demonstrating your additional work on projects, all of those types of things help demonstrate what work ethic means to you and be able to define it a little bit deeper than just saying we're hardworking because I think most people won't say they're not hard workers. Yeah, that's (laughs) touche. I just thought of an example that I think may help. So, and I actually, I worked with someone like this once and they were like, if I get my job done in seven and a half hours, shouldn't I be able to go home? Versus me on the flip side is, well, if you can get your job done in seven and a half hours, why don't you ask your manager what else you can work on? Yep, right. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So wouldn't that kind of... Mm-hmm. Or, or the people that come in and they're like, oh, so for lunch, like, you just got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, they're always, they're looking for the next break. They're looking for, you know, their mind's not really on the tasks at hand, maybe. Or maybe they're just really hungry. <laughs> All right. So tips for job seekers. If you are in an interview, as Liz mentioned, or you're up for a review, you want to bring in behavioral examples of what you've done in the past that demonstrate your work ethic. So don't talk about hypotheticals. Well, in a situation like that, I would do X, Y, Z. Actually use specific examples as to stories and experiences of when you did such and such, and share those with your manager, the person that um, you're being interviewed with. So keeping in this realm of work ethic, (laughs) how does that parlay into sick days and comp time? So specifically, what I want to know is, in your opinion, what are your thoughts about an employee who has the philosophy that, well, you gave me five, six sick days, I'm going to use all five, and you gave me 10 comp days, so I'm going to use all 10. What's sort of the etiquette? What are your thoughts? And uh, any tips on how to go about maybe changing their mind if that <laughs> philosophy might be a little bit slanted? <laughs> well, I think if you need it, if you need to take, you know, that's one thing versus if, you know, like, for example, I'm I'm pregnant, as some of our listeners know. <laughs> so I needed to take all my time for my doctor's appointments. So I think that there, you know, there if there's the need there, I think that's a different different case scenario. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's the intention is to be used on an as-needed basis, and it's not meant to be available time that people should just use for whatever circumstances they'd like. I mean, it's specific to sick time um, or, in Azure's case, um, (laughs) doctor appointments, things like that. So it is meant to be used on an as-needed basis versus just free time for people to just use. And for the listeners that don't know um, comp time, because I know not everybody might be familiar with that term, um, basically time that you can take, like say you leave early, 
um, to go to a doctor's appointment, and you make that up during the week. You borrow the time. Right. And there's and a max. Time. It's an hour, maybe two hours. You borrow the time, and then you come back and you put that extra time and in. And how many times a year you can use that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting because I th- over the last couple of years, we've seen companies get away from vacation and sick days to um, PTO days. And someone helped me. I forgot what some pay time off. Pay time off. <laughs> I always remember the T O. I forgot the P. And I think that's because there was this idea on the whole sick days that people were using them for more than just sick days. And I knew people that uh, you know they didn't have children, so when their pets were sick, they thought that they should be able to use um, sick days for their pets because. People were using them for their sick children, which that was not the intent as well. So I think, um, you know, more companies are going to the PTO. And then it's like, here's your bucket of time. And if you're sick, if you want to go on vacation, if your pet is sick, go to it. And I think that just makes it easier, actually, on everybody. So do you think that it's okay then um, for, like, let's say they have 10 PTO days a year, do you think it's okay for them to take the full 10 even if they don't need it? If it's PTO, yeah. Yeah, they, I think they should. Otherwise, uh, they may they lose, lose them. it. Yeah. Right. And and so what is your opinion? Okay, Liz had mentioned in Azure, you said if you need it. If you need the comp, going back to the comp time situation, if you need the comp time, you know, take it. You've got doctor's appointment, dentist appointments, whatever. But there are those employees that might say, oh, I need it. But then, you know, they might be going to go get a haircut or, um, you know, going to the gym earlier or whatever. You know, and obviously you can't prove it, but you start to notice like a pattern of some sort that's, you know, they need comp time off at this exact day at this (laughs) exact time, you know, every other week or whatever. What is your um, advice to those managers out there that might have an employee, you know, that might have an employee like that where you, you're sensing something's off, but you're, you know, you want to go through the rules of what comp time is and just remind them that even though you're given an X amount each year, you take them for those times that you actually need them, not for those other things that you suspect might be going on. I don't have necessarily advice, I guess, for the manager end, but for the employee to avoid the suspicion and that in general. If you're going to the doctor, maybe not every time, but every once in a while, just bring a note in. Like, hey, I know that I've been going a lot lately. You don't have to necessarily tell them why or give them all the personal details, but just let them see that there's a doctor's excuse there, that this is where really where you're going. Do it every time, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, but avoid avoid the suspicion altogether as the employee. So on the manager side, anybody have that? <laughs> I think from the manager side, you just have to um, you have to work within the, the company rules and regulations. So I know where I used to work, we used to have a lot more lighter policy than we do here at the local job network. So, um, you know, I just had to, you know, make sure employees realized what um, – what they had to work within and make sure they followed it. Now, that was always the tricky part. Some people don't realize that comp time means that you actually have to make up the time prior to or or after. And again, it all depends on what the company policy is. And sometimes that's where things would go awry for the people who actually were following the policy 
other people may not have always been making up the time. You know, all of a sudden, you know, they're not, they're taking the same amount of lunches. They're not coming in early. Yeah. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah. The policy definitely helps in reinforcing that, and especially with the amount of time to taking those checkpoints as a manager, seeing where people are at with their overall PTO and comp time, just to make sure that there isn't an abundance being used on the front end of the year for, unless obviously there's needed circumstances, but keeping people up to speed on, you know, you've used X, Y, and Z, you have X remaining, keep in mind, here's what our policy is. and that open communication about things. But if you recognize a pattern that's something to bring up, too, in the fact that if there's different reasons why, just recognizing, you know, I noticed that it seems X, Y, and Z, you're taking um, time off every Monday at 4 o'clock. If there's anything that is already prearranged that I should know about, just, you know, let me know and we can work something out. So having that discussion or just sometimes recognizing things can help um people kind of think about how they're using their comp time. Okay, good. Okay, so for uh, comp time and uh, PTO or vacation <laughs> days or sick days or whatever it is, use them when you need them. Obviously, we I think we're all in agreement that if, you know, PTO days, you've earned them, take them. Comp time, something that the company gives you, use it only when you need it and use it for legitimate issues, not yes. to go get a haircut or mm-hmm. to go to the gym early. Um, so with that being said, I'd want to switch gears just a little bit. And let's say that you are sick and it's contagious, which is super annoying, right? Oh, boy. Azure, what did you <laughs> want to talk about with handling this? Well, um, I wanted to talk about if you're staying home if you're sick and why you should do it why it's respectful. I understand that you might have a really great work ethic and you don't want to take a sick day (laughs) going back to, um, and you have that and you have a lot on your plate. um, So you just kind of come in and you're like, I can work through this. And you feel yourself that, you know, you can work through being sick or, um, you know, feeling as, as icky as you do, if you will. But why you should stay home if because you don't I mean a lot of times you know have you have you gone to the doctor do you know if you're contagious you know are you coughing and sneezing all over the place like you know that I I just wanted to kind of touch on that and remind people that you should stay home (laughs) (laughs) please please. I would agree with Azure I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten sick from people coughing within three feet of me or sneezing within three feet of me or you know touching you know not you know what I mean touching papers or inanimate objects and those things can last you know bugs viruses can last for days on these things and um, it's real frustrating because you can see it actually percolate through the office over in the departments too in over Mm -hmm. a series of a couple of weeks and it is a real bummer so I would agree with you if you're sick if you're like legitimately sick and you know it's not like food poisoning or you know um you know a migraine or something or you know a headache that you can work through or whatever but you're like coffee even if it's a cold I mean everybody gets a cold I would agree with you. You can work from home. There'd be a lot of time. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you want to stay home. Oh, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. I'll have to contradict a little on the cold, though, because if everybody was out with colds, there wouldn't be a lot of people necessarily in an office. That's so what true. do you do in those situations? But there's usually with a cold, there's a the first few days or whatever that you're really contagious. 
after that, it kind of starts to just, you know, you're getting over it and your body's fighting it off. And, and yeah, I feel we'll like defer to our medical expert. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I keep looking at Jacqueline. <laughs> right, Jacqueline? I do have a registered nursing degree for our listeners out there. No, I, I agree, Liz. I mean, you don't want the whole office guy. Right. But I think, it, I think it's reasonable to assume that when we're sick, it's usually like a handful of people kind of peppered throughout the office. They tend to sort of all get together and then spread to the other departments <laughs> and then kind of go out. So if you um, if you feel like you're 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 not because you can always feel like the peak of it. Yes. Right. Like yes. the first two days you're like, oh, this isn't going to be that bad. Then the third and fourth day you're just like, oh, you know, plan ahead, plan ahead. Bring your laptop home. If you wake up in the morning you're not feeling good, use a PTO day and take say, time. time. <laughs> go to the doctor. <laughs> Actually, and that's that's now one of the other side effects of going to PTO because now people don't want to use PTO for sick days because they've got all their PTO days planned. You know, so there's always oh, yeah. a yin and a yang. But you should mm-hmm. know that you're P- that really PTO that, is yes. vacation plus sick days. Right. And if you don't yes. know that, then now you do. Yeah. You know. It's <laughs> so noted. I, and I, well, I, I, think, <laughs> I think, too, if you know that – you may be getting a cold. Keep yourself confined. I mean, don't, right. you know, be very yeah. aware of the hands. germs that you're spreading and that you do need to be washing your hands, like Azure just said, frequently and staying within your space, your workspace, so that Covering you're not your having mouth. a lot of interaction with people throughout the day. Absolutely. And cover your mouth when you cough with your elbow. I think everybody should know how to cough in their elbow by now and <laughs> not in their <laughs> hand. I don't know. I've just worked with people that have been like, I'm not contagious. Well, have you been to the doctor? No. But I'm not contagious. I'm fine. And they sound like death. You know, and it's just like, go home. Because <laughs> I have like well, three help meetings. Well, it doesn't that you're like pregnant and <laughs> you can't take any antibiotics or anything either. But, I'm, you know, just in, in, yeah. for in, in general too, though, I just think um, just be respectful. You know, like, like Liz said, if you have a cold, you know, and you're, you are going to work through it or something like that. And I'm not saying stay home for the whole Whole thing yeah the whole week or anything like that but if and it depends on the severity of it too you know but um just just try to be respectful of your coworkers. i guess is the point i wanted to make and cover your mouth um with your elbow so let's say you decide that you're not going to be (laughs) at home because you're sick with a productive cough you're going on vacation because you actually have a plan. Okay. So you have a planned vacation. You're getting ready for vacation. But there's still a lot of planning in order to do um, back at work in order to prepare. So I thought maybe we could just go around a couple times and see <laughs> if anyone has, you know, what are some of the things that you do that some people remember and some people forget when they're planning to go on vacation. I could use some help in this area because I'm always, always like, I feel like I want, I try to plan it. I'm ahead, but I'm sometimes, I am sometimes working with other people and there's just things that you just have to wait on. One thing that I do as far as a tip is I always have a backup. Yeah. I was going to say, you have a tip. Lynn is my backup, 100%. (laughs) Problem is... I wish I would give her more preparation instead of like, this isn't done. This isn't done. No, you're fine. She's, no, don't listen to her. She's fine. Always have a backup. Always. That's my tip. Okay. Someone who can step in for you when you're not there. I think my tip would be is to set reminders for your backup. Um, So if you have somebody that is going to be your backup like a week before you know you're going to be out, start 
you know, a little checklist of your day-to-day things, the little things that come up. Oh, I need this person to look at this. And then set reminders, like in the morning, can you please make sure that this is done? I do this every morning. Can you make sure, just for that time that you're out, because even if you give them a list and let them know, having that reminder pop up in their Outlook or anything like that, is it is a huge help, I think. Especially yeah. if they have a full plate, you know? I'm a big calendar user. So <laughs> I put everything in my calendar. And so one of the things from a tip standpoint that I would provide is make sure to review your calendar for that upcoming time that you'll be out and make sure to cancel meetings, reschedule meetings, calls, whatever it is that you have listed in your calendar, make sure that it's cleared out and that the people who need to know know and that you show that you're out of the office so that people don't schedule (laughs) meetings while you're out. That's a good one. One of mine is um, let people know, like the the key people you work with, let them know with uh, enough advance time that you're going to be out of the office so that they can plan accordingly. I like that tip, Lynn. Because <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks ago, I someone went, you know, they sent a message out when they were already, you know, at the end of the day. And then my, one of my neighbors is like, but I need to talk to them tomorrow. And it's like, well you're out of luck because they're already gone. And like looking for the person and that neighbor was me. And, uh, no, well, actually it was. It was a time. <laughs> oh, great. Everyone. Is, so it's happened to so us it's a good is what tip. we're saying. <laughs> it's a good tip. No, it's a good tip. No, I, I remember um, just recently somebody sent out a message saying that they were going to be out. And I was like, oh, no, no, I need to I need to get this person. And I went to quick get a hold of that person. And they basically sent out that message that they're going to be out of the office for the next day day or two or whatever and then logged off so it was like without even like two minutes to for me to go okay. to that person so a good tip I like that tip yes absolutely okay so if you're gonna be on vacation and you know ahead of time be respectful professional let your colleagues know fill everyone in cancel your meetings block off your meeting, give people enough head time, and have a backup. And also, if you um, can, have them be a delegate on your Outlook and your email. So they can log in, check your email, check your calendar, respond to emails, especially if you're going to not check your email while you're on vacation. Definitely have someone be a delegate for your email, log in, and respond on your behalf. Oh, those are some good ones. Very Good. good. And that does it for today. If you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LGN Radio Quad, send us a message at lgnradio at localjobnetwork.com and share with us your tips on improving work ethic. For Liz Dotson, Azure Mahara, and Lynn Molitor, I'm Jacqueline Peterson. Thanks for listening.